Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Steel Talking. I am your host, Geraldine Steele, and I am excited to be here with you tonight. Getting over or have gotten over COVID and just looking forward, not backwards, and just grateful to be here. I'm excited about this half hour because we're going to talk about the generations, those that are still working and engaged. I was told that there are still five generations that are working um, in our country right now, and I find that remarkable. So how have Gen Zers, the, the newest ones, fared during the pandemic and does the new year bring promise to the younger generation? That is a big question for me. Well, joining us to kind of answer what the Zers are doing is generation expert Jonah Steelman. Hey, Jonah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy to be joining. Oh, so glad that you're joining us. Okay, first of all, you're part, you're half of the, the father-son group that does all of this uh, research, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll say you have the better half. He can hear that, too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So so tell me, when you start looking at the generations, I thought, you know, the greatest generation that was part of World War One and Two, um, and all the way down to um, the Generation Zers, were five generations actually working in the workforce today. Is that still true or is it not? You know, I think it, it, you, we for sure have four, right? We for sure have the baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and now Gen Z. And in some, condi- in some working environments, there might still be some traditionalists or, as you refer to them, the greatest generation. But um, we for sure have four. The traditionalists, if not already retired, are definitely on their way out. And we're now seeing the baby boom generation edge towards retirement. Wow. Baby boomers. <laughs> well, this is true. It's time, right? And I feel bad sometimes, right? I mean, I, I look at all the generations that get frustrated, and, and they'll say to us, can you guys just, like, retire so we can get more money and have a better life like you did? Do you I, hear that? People are hungry, hungry to, to be promoted, move, move forth in their careers, and I think that we're seeing, you know, Gen Xers rise to places of leadership. And, you know, as, you're, as we're talking about today, the next generation, Gen Z, is, is no longer, you know, futuristic. We're in the workplace now. We're out of college. And what I tell people as I frankly travel the world and speak to different companies and organizations is that the time to get to know Gen Z is truly today. It is today. So here's the thing. If you have the traditionalists that, you know, there are a few of them that are still out there working. I know a few. And then, of course, there are the baby boomers. And the baby boomers are not um, able to retire on their Social Security like they thought they would because of inflation, because of all of the prices that have changed over the decades. And so who do you blame? Who do you say, hey, it's your fault that the, Z- the Zers are not getting what they deserve? 
Yeah, you know, I think if people always are looking to point fingers, especially in this, you know, area when it comes to generational diversity. People are saying, oh, the baby boomers did it right, millennials were wrong, you know, you're better, you're worse, when in reality, each generation tends to go through the same life stages. You know, we each get our first job, we each work, we eventually hope to retire but the difference is each generation tends to reinvent each life stage when they approach it. So we saw, you know, the baby boomers are raging against aging. They're not headed to, you know, the porch swing to retire. They're, they're traveling. They're experiencing the world. They're doing so many different things. So as for who did it right or wrong, it's, hard, it's tough to say because each generation is just reinventing each life stage as we approach it. So do we reinvent the same way every time or do we change it up? No, I think it gets it, it changed. You know, I think if you were to look at something like the American dream, say, I would say, you know, most Gen Zers would likely define the American dream a little bit different than a traditionalist did in their early stages of their career. We've seen so much change in in terms of what's available in the workplace, benefits, benefits, and you know what our goals are in, in the big picture. So I think that while we each, as I mentioned, hit the same life stages, we reinvent the same life stage. And as you were saying, yeah, in, in a different way, we want different things. We go about them different ways. Okay. So going about it in different ways, who's advising whom that makes those changes? You know, I, I noticed that we're each generation is being directed one way or the other. All of a sudden there's a new technology that allows more jobs to become available for the uh, seniors, right? Or those that are um, the upper age of the baby boomers, that sort of thing. So as we keep seeing all of this new technology, we find new ways of staying within the system, making money as we grow older. Is that a good idea? I, I would say so. And, and, you know, when it comes to who's advising it, what's so interesting is that there, it's a few things, right? You, you, you see things we're seeing kind of, you know, the end of the expert as we know it, right? And in terms of a lot of advice from investing strategies to where you should go, shouldn't go, are coming from peer to peer from internal mentorships across the board. And, you know, a lot of people are finding information in, in different ways. Access to information has become so great that where it used to be, you know, there was a few people to advise you on a certain thing. Now there's endless ways to be advised on retirement strategies. Say you can, you can do your own research on Google. You can find customized automated tools that'll do everything and anything for you. So it, it's truthfully the end of like the traditional path and the expert as once we knew. You really said something there because, of course, we know that cryptocurrency is eventually going to take over our current currency. And when it comes to the generations, we've got three generations that may not do well with that at all. Um, do you see anything on the horizon of training those who have invested and they have a great retirement system and um, they're doing really well? Are they being able to understand all of these really new, big, new changes that are going to affect every one of us? Yeah, you know, what, what's interesting is I, I, I see that being a optimistic thing. All the generations, baby boomers, Gen Xers, the older generations have had to adapt and change their whole lives. Like a, a Gen Xer yeah, but this is huge. the stages of their careers not having access to the Internet. Now you can't even imagine a world without that. We, we once knew a world without social media in terms of how we work. And the next big change as we adapt and change with so many other things is they will adapt. But where that information comes from, what's so exciting and unique is that a lot of this change in information is being provided by the younger generations. It really is for the first time in, in terms of the workplace where we have a younger generation that is entering innately knowing a little bit more about modern technology and how we navigate it than the older generations. It doesn't mean that we're better employees. It doesn't mean we're more intelligent. 
but we've just grown up in a world where it exists. So we're starting to see, you know, the the idea of two-way mentorship come into place. Baby boomers and Gen Zers, in terms of statistically, are getting along in the workplace. It's it's a hardworking generation, Gen Z, and baby boomers align with that. And while they can share information about their workplace, how to navigate for promotions and what to do, what not to do, Gen Zers are, are creating these relationships where we offer information to them as well. It's, it's really an exciting time. I'll never forget seeing a movie called The Intern, um, and I remember sure. I can't remember who it starred, uh, a great actor who was definitely part of the Baby Boomers. And um, it's interesting because uh, Robert De Niro, thank you so much, Jonathan. Yes, Robert De Niro. And it's a wonderful movie that shows a 30-something, uh, up, you know, a woman who's leading her company, brand-new company, doing really well, but she needed the advice of this older man, this Baby Boomer, right? Um, and to see that relationship happen and how he shared with her and she shared with him, and they both grew to be better, to think better, to just do better. So as we move forward, and we know that um, various companies, even with you and your dad, are, you're finding ways to customize the programs, right, um, in the industries that these young people are interested in. Are you also looking to customize or to continue customizing those that are older, especially the baby boomers? Well, absolutely. And, you know, I think that it, it's, it's not a cookie-cutter solution, right? Whether it's very different in different industries, companies, organizations that all have unique problems. Some companies, you know, have an influx of Gen Z employees applying to come work there, and they're not sure how to best optimize who's the most effective candidate. On the other hand, there's some old line industries that can't get many applications at all. So these solutions that need to be implemented, you know, for these different industries are, are very unique. So as it comes to, you know, you mentioned I work with my dad, and when we talk to companies, it's never the same problem necessarily for for two organizations, so customization is key in terms of our work when we understand the different problems that organizations and companies face, and, and I think that's true for a lot of different forms of diversity, right? I mean, we're facing so many new conversations, challenges in the workplace, the marketplace, and beyond that these conversations have to be customized. They have to be customized. Okay, so here's what I'm getting at. I'm getting at whether or not we should spend all of our time when it comes to how the generations are working together or without um, and figure out that each of them need each other. I think we all need each other. So why not make it where it's mandatory for us to work together with the various generations within an office? Well, I mean, I I should hire you. That's what I'm preaching. Oh, come on now, Jonah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, what the most successful companies are the ones that, that, that are able to bridge that gap, right, that see the, the value that all generations bring to the table from different right. strengths in terms of collaboration, conversation, innovation, speed of change, all these different things. It's not one generation that's going to lead the way. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's when we, when we learn that all the generations work best together. It's not right, wrong, better, or worse. It's just understanding that, each generation and individual is different, and when we can understand that, that's when you, you're really going to unlock the power to, to work multi-generationally. Okay, that sounds like it's going to take a mountain for that to happen. I, 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 you know, I, I don't disagree in some scenarios, but we're seeing it in a lot. Of, there's a lot of companies that are doing it right. There's a lot of, you know, that are promoting and inviting everybody to the table. It's not just based on tenure, and, you know, it's based on performance, and there's a lot of companies that are really doing it right. Well, I tell you, um, we want those companies to come forward and bring us all together. Whatever it takes, if it has to be mandatory for us to do it, then we should do that. Because in order for us to all move up and forward, we all have to move up and forward together. 
No matter who's at the top of the Eve, as the oldest one or the youngest group, we all have to work together. I have nieces and nephews that are just, they're so smart, and they know and understand. And I keep saying to each of them, you have to finish what we didn't finish. It is your turn to save the world. And they look at me and go, come on, Auntie. I said, no, 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 no. Every generation has something they have to do to help save the world. Your turn is now. And they look at me and think I'm a little nuts. I'm the crazy aunt, right? <laughs> but I'm not. I really believe that their, their lot in life that is so important right now is to save the world. Do you feel like that is a message we could actually get them to take on and understand? A lot of these young people from around the world are already letting us know that they know and they're holding us accountable for making sure that we tell our children and get it straight. What do you say? Yeah. I agree. I think that by nature, you know, my generation, Gen Z, we, we are change, we're change makers. We, we've already seen the power of Gen Z in terms of civic engagement, the way that we use our voices when something needs to be changed or we see a problem that needs to be addressed. And I think what needs to happen is that, you know, it needs to be understood by all generations that, like you're saying, everybody fights their own battles. There's different ways to to be the greatest generation, if you would. And I think that when all generations can understand that, the fight that's being fought by individual generations, all generations together is like you're saying that's when that power is harnessed, right? Like when, when it's, when it's understood that the fights that are being fought are relevant for all generations. Exactly. But of course my generation was taught, look, be grateful that you have a job, be grateful and try to right, learn as much as you can. The same for Gen Z now, you know, we're a generation that grew up in the 2009 recession. It wasn't the, tech expansion. It wasn't the, the go-go 90s that the millennials grew up in. We were told by our Gen X parents, look, you're lucky to have a job. Be grateful every day. Work your butt off and, and get promoted and, and be grateful for the situation that you're in. And that's something that, the, that when I mentioned the baby boomers align with Gen Z is that we, we are a generation that is, that is hardworking and very, very feel lucky to, to have the jobs that we do. So what do you say to the young people then that um, that's, that look you straight in the eye and go, you know what, Jonah, here's the thing. I'm not being paid a living wage. Why in the world will I go take this job? I'm going to be working more hours than I want to work, and I'm not getting paid a living wage. A living wage should be well-defined. We know that $19 an hour is not enough for the generation's ears. We know that they can't live off of $19 an hour. It's just not enough. So if, if we're going to do what we're supposed to do for them, we have to make sure that they have a living wage. What are you hearing from your generation? What does a, a living wage look like to them? Right. I think what we kind of talked about a little bit, it's probably a fight that's going to be continued to be fought by Gen Z. At the same time, when we're lucky to have, have jobs and our understanding to you know be grateful for what we have, we also aren't going to sit back and be taken advantage of. So we're fighting all sorts of fights from you know, optimizing our careers from whether it be salaries, benefits packages. Gen Z is saying, like you're, like we're talking about, that you know we deserve to be treated fairly. That's right, and they do. They absolutely do. You are absolutely right. Oh my gosh, Jonah, it's been a pleasure having you on. And the last question I have for you are the four pieces of information that you give us about Gen Z at the bottom of your website, where it talks about 77% of Gen Z consider 
level of diversity at a company very important. 62.3% of Gen Z think that feedback sessions should take five minutes or less. Um, 40% of Gen Z say that working Wi-Fi is more important than working bathrooms. And 92.7% of Gen Z believe that technology is causing gaps between generations. Do you agree with all of them, especially that last one? Yeah, I would say that a lot of those are, you know, very, very prominent stats, very compelling stats. And I would I would definitely agree with the, the last one, just because, you know, I think that the view of technology amongst the different generations is very different. Well, I think there's a, a mutual understanding cross-generationally that technology is obviously a huge part of everything we do. It, it has, as for how we navigate it, use it when we should and shouldn't use it, um, is viewed very differently. And I think that uh, it's likely causing gaps between the not only Gen Z and the oldest generations, but even as close as Gen Z and the millennials. Here's the thing for me that I notice um, as I get older, right? I keep noticing as a baby boomer that um, when it comes to technology, it almost feels as though they're pulling technology, brand new technology, away from the older uh, baby boomers and saying to them, oh, we're going to offer you this, this uh, I don't want to call out a, a, a certain name of an option uh, that they want people to get. But if you're over 55 or over 60 years old, they're now offering you easier phones or they're offering you easier this or the computers that they offer you may not be an actual computer. Maybe it's something a lot less and you can't do as much as you were doing when you were working. You know, it's like they're dumbing us down. And I'm wondering if you notice that too or do you say give people the chance to learn the technology, work with them, give them that opportunity so they can keep passing it on to their grandchildren and others as well? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm not necessarily familiar with, you know, different generations receiving different forms of technology, whether they be more effective, efficient, or less. Uh, but I think that it's obviously important to make sure that the older generations are able to operate with uh, pieces of technology, software in the workplace and in their personal lives, just because, you know, as I mentioned, it's only going to become a bigger part of our lives. It's only going to become smarter, more effective, more efficient. So uh, it's definitely important. I think that the Gen Zers are, are helping the older generations, as we talked a little bit about that two-way mentorship when it comes to technology. So I think that it's definitely happening. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. And to tell you the truth, it's all about jitterbug for me. I wanted a, yep. a phone that I could just easily hit the big numbers. And then I realized how big the numbers are. I have to use my knuckles. I'm thinking to myself, no, go get the iPhone, Gerald, and learn all about it and get on top of it. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, Jonah. Um, I look forward to having you and your dad um, uh, come join us and tell us more because these two generations between you and your dad, I can only imagine what those conversations must be like. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine, and I'd happily enjoy it anytime. <laughs> thank you, sir. Take care. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.